Welcome to the Whole Food Vegan Podcast. Exciting vegan food, no crap, no agenda. Helping you enjoy a wonderfully varied, tasty, easy to prepare and nutritious whole food plant-based diet. Simple tip, easy recipes and helpful hints on how to get more enticing vegan meals into your diet. Usually recorded after a bottle of Merlot on a Friday night. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Whole Food Vegan Podcast with me, Mark. Hi, I'm Sue. Hello. And uh, as ever, we're going to start these podcasts with just a little bit of chat and information about stuff that's happening in the vegan world. And I think, Sue, you mentioned that you'd seen something that was quite interesting in the last week or so. Yeah, it was on a radio programme, actually, on uh, one of the BBC channels. I was listening to the radio and they had that guy, Tim Spector, on, who's, um, I think he's an epidemiologist, actually. But he was talking specifically about this need for us to eat more vegetables and to increase the gut biome. And it was in relation to COVID studies that being done at the moment and we've all kind of been told that you know the government rules are five veg and fruit a day in a serving is ideal but actually this doctor is saying which I've always believed that we need a lot more and the more diversity of uh, different vegetables and Mm -hmm. fruits and things we eat the better it is for our biology and our gut really so he's saying that rather than eating food to make you healthy from the outside actually it's the gut itself that actually has to process all of the bacteria and everything that comes into your body so by increasing the diversity of vegetables you get in your diet and he's including uh, nuts and seeds and herbs in that as well uh, we can actually if we can aim for 30 in a in a week that's you know that's what he's saying 30 a week is a lot more than five a day which is the government's or guidelines so it's just a really interesting article um on the radio really about his belief that if you can actually massively empower yourself from the gut out then you know it's a really good starting point for general well-being but also they're saying it's helping against the fight of bacterial fight because mm. that, that five a day is you could have the same five a day every day of the week and that, yeah. from his point of view, that is just a variety of five. Yeah. What he's saying is a variety of 30 different things yeah. throughout the week. Yeah, and it's actually not as hard as it sounds if you're eating a lot of fruit and veg and nuts and seeds and herbs. It makes it a lot more achievable. Um, but they actually did a study using twins. So they had identical twins in this study, and one was eating sort of five fruit and veg a day and the other was eating sort of 30 a week and um, it was just a massive massive difference in their Mm. health and well-being and how often they got ill and got colds and stuff so it's just you know it's not advocating being a vegan but it's saying the more you can eat the better really so I Uh, I, I suppose just being a vegan it, it, it it's far easier to yeah. get through that because that's all we eat exactly if you're just eating you know plant based diet then that's great you're kind of halfway there as long as you're eating as you say more than five fruit and veg a day um, of a different variety because I think actually a study recently showed that people generally buy the same six types of vegetables in rotation in the supermarket Mm. so it's not very diverse and that's I think that's also one of the real advantages of having a vegetable box Mm. uh, particularly one that's UK based is that it's seasonal so you don't tend to get the same stuff every week it's constantly changing depending on the season which is then biologically right for us to eat so in the summer we're eating lighter salads 
And in the winter, we're eating heavier root veg yeah, and squashes. And loads it, it, of green veg, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think also having a veg box where you have a bit of um, versatility where you can change what you order, which we can with ours. And also, they send you a little leaflet or you can link to their website and get loads of good recipes. And it's just, I think what happens when you have a veg box is you start to experiment a bit more. It's you're kind of forced out of your comfort zone a little bit yeah. to try things. And hopefully, this podcast will help people give them some inspiration as well. Brilliant. Okay, so let's move on to what's on the menu. So this week I had so this is good. This is really simple. So this is not what I would call extreme cooking. Mm -hmm. This is really simple, um, and it was jacket potato and coleslaw. So I'm not going to explain how to make a jacket potato because <laughs> that, that's kind of you know that's fairly easy to do. But the coleslaw was because I had I needed to have a quick meal on Monday nights because I I don't get much time between finishing work and going out. So jacket potato is a real simple easy um, thing to put into the microwave and then the oven to finish off. But the coleslaw is so easy to make your own vegan mayonnaise. So I. I make my own mayonnaise and the primary reason I make it is because if I buy mayonnaise I'm like then forced to eat it every single day because it goes out of date once yeah. it's open. Whereas when you make your own there's no rubbish in it, there are no extra ingredients and it is literally just uh, soy milk, um, oil um, and then um, some mustard powder, a bit of lemon juice or some acid and it all gets whizzed up. and I'll put a link in the show notes to a uh, homemade mayonnaise recipe. It honestly it take it's it's it takes more time to open the jar of a jar of mayonnaise yeah. than it does to actually make your own homemade mayonnaise. It's so quick. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That that was that was what I you know what I would say is my uh, recommendation of the week. And once so, you once you know how to make mayonnaise, you can adapt it to how you want it. So you can make lemon mayonnaise, garlic mayonnaise, mustard mayonnaise, yeah, herb mayonnaise, smoked paprika mayonnaise, all sorts of stuff. Chili mayonnaise. Oh, it's so diverse. And you can use it in lots of different recipes. You know, it's not just coleslaw, but potato salad. I use it for all the yeah. time. And yeah, in sandwiches. It's great. Brilliant. And I believe you had a stir fry. Yeah, I had a really nice stir fry. And again, stir fry is just so simple. You don't have to have any technical cooking skills to be able to make a stir fry. And you can make it as adaptable as you want, using up whatever's going, whatever you fancy, whatever you've got in the cupboard. Um, and quite often I'll have it with tempeh um, or a bit of tofu maybe. And sometimes I won't. I'll just have like a black bean sauce or I'll have whatever's going but um yeah i made it with satay sauce which we can talk about later but yeah it's amazing. and you, you've mentioned black bean sauce i reckon we should have our black bean sauce that we make mm. in a recipe of the week yeah. in a future episode yeah that's really because good. again that we don't buy it we make it from scratch and it is so simple and easy so um subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and at Probably in two or three episodes' time, we'll have black bean sauce mm. as our recipe of the week. Yeah. So what's our what's our vegan tip of the week? So it's autumn, which means for me, one of the great joys of autumn is getting out slow cooker because I love using my slow cooker and it's just so simple. You just chuck it all in, put the lid on and you come back. It's sort of 
four hours time and it's all cooked and it's so nutritious as well because it seals in all the moisture and all the goodness of the food and it's cooking it really slowly so it's not burning anything and it's not sort of blasting it in any way it's just really I find it so simple and so nutritious and I just love making stews and stocks and soups and stuff in my slow cooker um, and I've got a really really small little basic one from Argos it costs about six quid I think and it's just enough for one person but I generally batch cook so I generally forgot the slow cooker on and I make double the quantity of something I'll just put half in the freezer mm. or I use it again the next day Mm. I batch cook as well, but I have a tendency to eat all of the I batches know. in one go. <laughs> I know. It's always the way. If it's really good, you just eat too much and think, oh, I should have saved that for another meal. But I, I'm quite good at that. And, um, you know, with a slow cooker, the fantastic thing about it is that you can literally just make one thing um, and then have it for several different meals. So okay. if you sometimes make like, um, I don't know, say you make a batch of like a bolognese type sauce with tomato in it. Uh, you can then use that again perhaps as a lasagna filling or as a chili or um, as a shepherd's pie. And you can even make all those things in the slow cooker. You can make lasagna in the slow cooker. You can make shepherd's pie in the slow cooker. So it's actually really versatile. And that one of the other things I like about a slow cooker, particularly if people have got a family, is that you could um, chuck stuff in the slow cooker first thing in the morning um, or whenever is convenient. Um, it can sit in there all day. And then you can turn it down to keep warm. Mm. So if you've got members of the family coming in at different times, uh, you just serve up as they turn up, keep yep. it on, keep warm, and it keeps the food warm for when for when they're there. So it's a really fabulous piece of uh, of kitchen equipment as a slow cooker. And it also is really energy efficient as well. So you're not cooking with lots of hot plates or microwaves or anything like that. It's just you know the equivalent of a light bulb being on in your house. Um, and again, you're talking about jacket potatoes. I make jacket potato in the slow cooker because on my own, it's not worth putting the oven on just for one potato. So I don't have a microwave. So I literally wrap a jacket potato in foil with a bit of um, oil and perhaps some sea salt and skewer a few holes in it and chuck it in the slow cooker. And my slow cooker only has one setting so it's on high all the time but you know maybe three hours time I've got jacket potato and it smells amazing um, yeah it's really good and don't forget also with a slow cooker if you're out all day and you've only got one setting rather than come back to kind of brown slime after 12 hours you can also get a, a timer socket that you plug it into and you can actually set it to come on at a certain time so that's quite useful and you mentioned that you had a, a stir fry and a satay sauce mm. so in our recipe of the week tell us about the satay sauce that you had oh it's amazing it's one of the Bosch boys recipes and I do like the Bosch boys recipes but I have to say they are tend to be a bit feisty so they have quite a lot of love of chili in my experience so I tone it down a little bit but um, now that I've been making it a few times I kind of just throw it together anyway so you can adapt it but it's basically really zesty it's got lots of lime uh, peanut butter chili all sorts of really good stuff in it and it's really simple and again you know I like simple simple works for me um, and it's so flavoursome it's got soy sauce in all sorts of stuff and uh, we'll put the recipe up on the, on the site there but it's just amazing we've used it for lots of different things as well so we've used it as a sushi base as well haven't we yeah that was so in their in their recipe book um, they use it as a as a sushi base mm. uh, we've also had it as a dip yeah works really well as a dip yeah uh, you can make a little bit more of it and water it down a bit and use it as a stir fry yeah so stir fry the vegetables then chuck the satay sauce in for the last mm. uh, few seconds yeah that's what I did. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, I love it. It's so re and it's so refreshing and it's just I mean this is the thing with us. We like cooking. 
And for us, we don't go and buy takeaways because we can actually make something that tastes better for a fraction of the price. And that's that satay sauce, it's so different. Yeah. It's so amazing that you can literally stir fry a load of vegetables yeah. and you chuck that satay sauce in and it, it turns boring vegetables into restaurant takeaway quality yeah. food in seconds. Yeah, and I just it's added brilliant. some noodles, so I literally just boiled up some noodles that took about two minutes and rinsed them through with some cold water, stop them cooking and chuck them in at the end. It's just the easiest, quickest, most nutritious food that you can get. I love it. Wonderful. Love it. And what about our ingredient of the week? Something a bit different this week. Yeah. So one of the things that's always in our kitchens is fresh lemons. And even if you're not vegan and you just like, you know, eating vegetables, they really liven up vegetables. So a squirt of lemon juice on the end of most meals actually really enhances it. It kind of opens up your palate for you. Um, and I tend to use lemons and limes a bit interchangeably, so I'm not puritanical about it. I might use lemons in a satay sauce, for example. It's not as good, but if that's what I've got, that's what I'll use. And the thing with lemon, you can just put it in at the end of a dish, like a, you know, a curry or a, even a pasta dish or anything like that. But we've actually started using it in potato haven't we it's the most bizarre thing so we made a shepherd's pie um it was a recipe that was in your slow cooker book mm. it was a, a recipe for um shepherd's pie and into the mashed potato they they put some um uh grating of the outside of a lemon oh the resist yeah and squeeze the lemon juice mm. in and i was a bit hesitant to do it because i just thought this is going to be weird, mm. but it really works. Yeah, so really in a serving for two people, it's about half a lemon um, of the zest and of the juice. And it is really good. And yeah. it really lifts a shepherd's pie and turns a simple shepherd's pie into something different. And linking back, here's about this for a segue, back to our uh, tip of the week. We made the shepherd's pie in the slow cooker. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I added the ingredient of the week, which is lemons. Absolutely. Perfect. And potatoes, which you already talked about potatoes. So there Brilliant. you go. <laughs> and just one thing to say with lemons, if you're going to use the zest, just to make sure that you get unwaxed lemons. Um, you don't really want to be eating wax. And secondly, the wax very often, it does depend, but very often is not vegan because mm. it has shellac, which is made from a, a beetle. Yeah. Um, so get unwaxed lemons mm, yeah and they don't last forever but you can actually make them last longer in the fridge by putting them in a bowl of water so if they if they're whole lemons that haven't been opened you can actually stick them in a bowl of water that supposedly makes them last longer brilliant cool okay so that is our episode number two mm -hmm. and we hope you've enjoyed it and next time we have got on the menu we're going to be talking about vegan lasagna Mm, and it's your favourite subject, isn't it? I know, it is. Uh, and also I'm going to talk about a cake that I've made, um, which is really nice, and how to veganise cakes. Yeah, so we're also going to have ingredient of the week, which is going to be nutritional yeast, which is a, a, a real vegan staple. So we're going to be talking about all those things next time. See you then. All right, take care, bye. Thank you for listening. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. If you'd like to be featured on the show or to send us any comments, please email behealthy at govegan.online. See you soon.